another segment of Market Overdrive. I am your host, residential real estate broker with Cowell Banker. How are you, Nick? Uh, I'm just listening to this jockey. You know, you're more the size of an actual jockey of a horse racer. So my producer Five and therapist nothing, told me to be nice pounds. to you today. And so in order we for me to be, be nice, nice to you, then you have jokes. to be nice to me. So I suggest that you stop before I go Latina I'm, crazy on I'm you. I'm loving the color blue, Smurfette. <laughs> Me to survive this. Continuing on. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Before you get all carried away with your little you comedy your and I'll all that right stuff, here. I really want to go ahead and address a question that was asked um, by uh, by an industry professional early this week. And they said, really, Carla, why do you do this show every week, right? You're a busy professional. You're selling real estate. You have two kids. And you, you're doing this show. You're producing it. It takes a lot of time to produce this show. Come up with the top topics, bringing in our guests, and find the best of the industry to come out to elevate your real estate IQ. So anyway, the answer is because I am passionate about the business that I do. I mean, I recently met with a client who had been on the market for a whole year, listed a property with a local realtor who had his names on every bench in the city of Chicago, and basically decided that he wasn't going to show the properties. Mm. He wasn't going to call the client and let them know that the proper, there was people who wanted to see the property. The property sat on the market for, for a whole year. I came in and after 20 days of marketing this property, and showing the property myself, I got a multiple offers at above list price. And that's the reason why I'm passionate about what I do because I feel that our market is underserved and some people are not doing what they need to do when it comes to representing our clients for real estate. So that's my kind of like get it off your chest moment for Carla. Take it away, Nick. Are you, are you fired up? <laughs> I'm Just not going to beat up on other loan officers like Carla beat up on another agent. <laughs> I'm not beating up. I'm saying that our industry, right, I get it. has I get to it. step up to the game because there's people I who are it. making money. And this particular client is relocating to Mexico. And this is all their proceeds for their next life. So I'm sorry if I want to protect people's livelihoods and wealth. No, the money's not the only part of this game. Obviously... You know, doing the job right and, you know, getting a reputation in the industry as being good at what you do is most important. But we got a show to do. Do it. We have a show to do with some special guests today. We have one of our sponsors that... This is your first time on the air, isn't it? This is my first time. Look at that. In from Allstate Insurance. I think you're an agent owner or an office owner. Am I correct on that? Correct. I have two agencies that I own. And two agencies. Get two, it right. Two She's Allstate Insurance. I know Carla Mina has been using you quite a bit recently. I have just been introduced to your name as of this year because I, I think we've never met officially. No. Um, but Grocco works with Grocco her. I have, works yeah, with me. Grocco from so Ireland does work for you. You know that guy you work with? So, in the yeah, little dude? <laughs> my guy? In the house from Allstate Insurance, Lisa Husino, thank you for coming in today. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. And we're glad to have you. And of course, next to her, always flashy and sassy and all black and gold and whatever gold she can get her hands on. <laughs> the one, the only, Mimi Luna from Caldwell Banker. Good to have you back. It's been a while since we've seen you. It's been a while. I'm glad to be back. Hi, uh, beautiful. Hi. I love you. All right, we know your resume is very tall and proud, so we're just going to move back over to Lisa. Lisa, tell us a little <laughs> bit more. Tell us a little bit more about um, your insurance business and your career and how you got in it and why you're doing it and what tipped you to go into insurance. Just give us a good couple minutes on your background. Uh, a quick background. I-, I love hearing what you said in regards to being passionate about what you do because I'm very passionate about what I do. I have been with Allstate. I, I know you guys are going to be shocked, but it's 29 years. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. They had insurance back then? <laughs> Can you believe that? No. <laughs> are you serious? Wow. I was like two. No. Yeah. Um, but seriously, I, I came to Allstate because I wanted to work for a company that cared about the community and gave back. Uh, our community is very underserved, and it's very important to me to make sure that I work with a group of people that are truly passionate about educating 
and helping people truly build the right portfolio to protect themselves. Um, so that's why I got into the business. I have a great team. We have six licensed agents. I do have two agencies, uh, one on North Avenue in the Humble Park area and then one in Pilsen at 16th and Halstead. Yeah. And we love what we do. We love it. And I, it's, I need to underscore the importance of what you do. Because it's, it's a huge, huge part of life. I mean, insurance spans out way past our side of the industry, you know, for real estate and mortgages. We're always worried about getting to the closing table, right, guys? It's like we have to deal with so many nuances of property inspections and credit denials and or approvals or whatever comes along the way. Mm-hmm. And we essentially, I, I personally can admit to sometimes taking for granted... The insurance issues, like you know, we well, have the people we Well, you can't get to closing unless they get the insurance. So, right. Right. I mean, you're more directly in the timeline or in the transaction piece of it all. You're more tied to the lenders because let you guys decide. Okay, we're getting a clear to close. All we need now, I'm sorry, to get a clear to close would it's, be to get insurance. Our, we're laser focused to do our jobs, right? And we don't, you know, we've always recommended. Uh, sometimes we see insurance policies that we think are a little high and overcharged or overbilled, and mm-hmm. we, we've always recommended to try other insurance agents mm-hmm. that we work closely with. Um, but you know, it's always a sad case when you hear somebody doing, you know, but taking out a policy and realizing they're not covered here and they're not covered exactly. there. And that's, so I think that at times we we're so focused on what we do and we really don't give enough credit to what they have to do. That's the important thing of an agent getting to know that partner. So getting to know about iLoan and getting to know the process, right. uh, because everybody's process is differently. So we have to be able to follow that process and work with the customer to make sure that they're properly covered. And that's why we have this amazing topic today, because I think it's so relevant, which is how to protect your investment. And, you know, with Mimi being an expert in her field, top agent with Cobble Banker, um, helping families every day, I wanted her to give us what she feels as an expert is the top most three top affordable areas that she's actually digged up some uh, stats on. So we want to encourage you for to what? Why are you looking at me? No, you're taking my lines. No, I'm not taking taking my lines. (laughs) I'm not taking my lines. I just wanted to kind of say that because she's because we're talking about the importance of saving on insurance. Go ahead, Nick. (laughs) I feel like I just had you just took half the show away from me. (laughs) (laughs) The topic is the five most affordable neighbors. You're gonna neighborhoods. You're gonna give us some. um, Good info, all you guys. Well, both of you guys, Carla and Mimi, and of course, you know how to protect that investment, which is ultimately the most important thing. It's not worth an investment if you lose it somehow tragically. So the Q and A's with the experts, all three of them. I don't. I'm not included in this. It's another (laughs) one of those things. It's another one of those (laughs) things where if a mortgage question comes up, I'm here. I think you can call into us if you want to at three one two five two one eighty five eighty nine. Is that a number? Is that I the number? So. Is that a number? You got Zach? a question for yeah. either me, Mimi, or Carla, or of course Lisa is here today for insurance questions. Um, for those of you following us on YouTube, obviously we're going to edit this. It's live right now, but it's going to be edited and tabbed and nicely categorized for you guys to skip right past Carla and jump straight to Mimi and Lisa um, whenever you want to watch this show again uh, sometime next week. So, with that being said, let's go on to our subtopics. We're going to go over a few different things. We have how do we identify value for the realtors in the office? Or in the room, I should say, um, to get us to those hot neighborhoods. Number two, analyzing market indicators. Three, Mimi's top affordable neighborhoods. And four, Carla's top affordable neighborhoods. Clearly, nobody cares about Nick and Lisa's affordable neighborhoods. <laughs> Number five, Lisa's final advice on how to save on homeowners insurance. Um, 
And, you know, unfortunately, there's nothing for Nick to discuss in this show once again. How did this happen? Because I produced it. <laughs> this is the worst. How did I sign on for this? Somebody help us. me out here. <laughs> we'll ask you for payments. You ask me for payments? No, I, you know, payments. I'm not even going to help. I'm just going to jump Renting in here. But versus buying. I just, heard some, I just heard some noise in my ear, and that means it's time to, for us to do the Nitro question. we got to do this in the beginning of the show before we get into our actual show discussion, and then we're going to obviously come back and listen to the answer at the end of the show. Now, we have two guests here. Well, Mimi's not really a guest, but she hasn't been here so long. We're going to slap her with a Nitro question as well. Please be nice to The our Nitro guests. question is sponsored actually by you today, Lisa Hussina of Allstate Insurance. Get it good. Get it cheap. Call 312-850-0775. Again, that's 312-850-0775. I hope I said the right number. Yes, you did. Thank God. <laughs> I would have um, corrected you. Lisa, we're gonna, you, you are the sponsor of the Nitro Question with Allstate today, and the Nitro Question is going to be, what is the most craziest, insane thing you've ever had a client's request to insure? I don't care if it's like a doll collection from the 50s or something weird or or somebody's comic book collection, or anything. The craziest or strangest insurance request that you've ever had to deal with where you just kind of sat back and said, I can't believe I'm hearing this, and I wait till I tell my husband this request. <laughs> you know, something along those lines, all right? Mimi, and think about it, and let it marinate, we're going to come back to you in a little bit on that one. Mimi. Yes. You like to get all political every once in a while. No, I don't. You like to get political every <laughs> once in a while. So we're going to get political. The elections happened yesterday. Mm -hmm. Of all the things covering the election, I want to know what was the most interesting part and why as far as what was going on in the election. Some of the bills and all that stuff and who you were voting for and why you were voting for. Okay. Cool? You're going to bring us a little bit more of the the real world stuff, all right? Sounds good. Fair enough. Let's go. I don't get a nitro question. You get nothing. I don't even I have a. I don't even. One. I don't have a show segment. You want me to reward you? Nitro question. Where in God's name do they sell Smurf outfits? We want to know. You see this? I'm just not going to talk to you this whole entire section. Checking out. Nick Lamedi is done for the show. <laughs> Anyway, let's carry on with our show. Um, so today, again, we're going to give you some really good tips on where to find some value in some neighborhoods in the city of Chicago. And I know you hate us getting local, um, but I thought it was imperative because not only are we going to give you ideas as to what's selling and what's affordable, but also how to find and identify neighborhoods that are, in fact, affordable for you so that you can build wealth over time and build equity over time. Um, so let's get on with our show, Mimi. Um, I'm going to start with you. How do we actually identify value in these neighborhoods? Uh, we identify value with the price, how it's on the market, how fast the property moves on the market. And, of course, nowadays when you have rent so high, buying is kind of the way to go, especially what Nick was saying, uh, rates are going up. Um, prices, it'll be higher to attain a loan, right, payment-wise. Yep. See, I gave you a loan thing. Thanks. No, it will. <laughs> I mean, it, the rates aren't. Look, there. I saw somebody post something yesterday about rates could hit five percent right. by the end of the year. So now uh, the time they're to buy. almost at five percent, like they're like an eighth or a quarter off in some cases already. So not could they're gonna hit it. So now's the time to buy, and it'll give people more buying power. Buying um, certain places you have, uh, let's say Brookfield, for instance, in the western suburbs, you average sale price of a house is two hundred seventy six. Um, Right. No, I get it. it. It's great finding value in these properties. And as you mentioned, um, you know, with, with interest rates going up and values going up in properties, obviously we're in the spring market, so values are increasing. Then we also got to look into the carrying costs, right? right? What is the carrying cost? And then on top of that, you're adding 
you know, insurance on it. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, when you're doing a first time buying loan and you're using products like FHA, when you have to pay a mortgage insurance premium, that kind of like takes away from, you know, the value and, and the affordability index of that purchase. So, you know, Lisa, what are some ways that people like can reduce their costs for insurance when they're looking at these premiums? Well, one of the things that I always, when I'm advising people when they're going through the process of getting ready to buy a home, oh. is I remind them that they should have renter's insurance. Because all that takes into place and how renter's insurance helps you when you're going to buy the home. Of course, it protects your property, which everybody should have. But now you have a prior insurance discount, which allows you to get a discount on your homeowner's insurance. Wow. Just for having a renter's That's policy. seriously a really good secret. And I've never heard of that. Really. Yeah. Okay, wait a minute. So I'm buying a property, mm-hmm. never bought before, never owned anything before. But of course, my na- my landlord never requested that I that I carry insurance, renter's insurance. Now you're saying that if I do have that history of of rent of having a rental policy, that it's going to give me a discount. Correct. It'll okay. Give you a prior insurance discount. Love it. Mm-hmm. Get that, Nick. So while you're renting yeah. and doing all that stuff, and renter's insurance is mm-hmm. so cheap. Um, it really is. And most importantly, it's like 20 it's bucks a month, usually yeah. 20, 30 dollars. It's, not it's about protecting expensive. your property. It's, right. It's less than that sometimes. Really great. I mean, it mm-hmm. definitely helps with the monthly carrying costs. Uh, Mimi, when we're looking at properties and we're analyzing value in a neighborhood and just a specific property, what are some of the indicators that you look in? What are some of the things that you look at when you're negotiating for a client and letting them know, okay, this property has really good value? Like, how do you, how do you negotiate for them? Uh, we see what how long it's been sitting on the market. We see how the average list price compared to the average sale price. We check and see how the turnaround time on the market is there. I, I completely agree with that. And actually, when you're looking, and, and, and I, I want to tell people to be careful when you're looking at time on market, um, because I just had a, a scenario recently where I actually had to take a property off the market in fourth quarter. Um, the property was com- completely rented. And so my client just didn't want to deal with the, the fourth quarter holidays and, and bothering her tenants. The, the property's in condo quality. The tenants have such pride of residency. I mean, they are keeping this rental property as if, if it were their own. Uh, duplex down in uh, West Town. And the agent who just submitted an offer after being on the market for you know two weeks and not being able to get but one set of people to come see the property said well you've been on the market for a really long time and I said well okay I'm being very transparent with you I'm letting you know that the reason we were on the market for a long time was because we couldn't get people into the property but I showed him like here are two offers right and I only showed the fourth page of the contract where it says offer one came in at this date offer two came in at this date and this is when the offer three came in which is when after I you know I put the property on the market. So let's, you know, be more analytical when you're looking at market time um, and trying to negotiate with agents and do believe the agent when they're telling you that the property has higher demand because this was the first time that somebody told me that it is a buyer's market. I was like, well, yeah, they actually negotiated with me. This is a buyer's market. I'm over here playing with some things. Uh, look at some research and someone really said that somebody really said that market rates are going up and there is a lack of transactions and because and the market is shifting where it's going to become a buyer's market first of all there's a lack of there's a lack of transactions because there's no inventory and the properties that are not selling is because you know like i mean i have 10 10 rzps for this weekend so anyway market indicators uh looking at the time of market i wouldn't necessarily look at that i would look more into the and i know i can't say this word absorption rate or how long is it taking for that market to absorb that inventory what's the uh, you know how many properties have sold uh in the in that month and how many properties are still active that's how long it's going to take you to be you know how much time you have to sell this property so um i say be very careful when you're looking at market time i don't want to fall off the tracks here but going back when do you consider when the three of you when do you consider it 
we're all, we're all going to answer this for those people that think that it's already a buyer's market. I'm not saying it won't be. It always could be a buyer's market inevitably, but it's definitely not a buyer's market today. Right. As we sit here today on, what is it, March 20-something, it's not a buyer's market. But what do you consider a buyer's market? One word answer. What do you consider a buyer's market? When, one one sentence answer. What is it? What do you mean? When is it supply when and consider? demand, right? Okay. When there's more supply there's than, more supply than, 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 demand. than demand. I mean, that's like the economic way of looking at you. it. I would consider when rates are low. Okay. Buyer's market, insurance. I would agree as well as when rates are low. Um, yeah. I don't agree that it's a buyer's market right now. There's multiple offers coming in on a property that are they're being outbid, right? Yeah. Um, so no. I'm going to rarely agree with Carla that if there's a flood. Oh my gosh! I know. Is this recorded? I'm so glad. <clears throat> it's your this birthday, is isn't it? It's my birthday today. <laughs> if, there's a, if, if there's a if there's a lot of so. properties for sale in the neighborhood, and they're all standing there, it's a buyer's market. That's my opinion. I mean, not even a lot, but just more than one choice. Mm-hmm. Then it's a buyer's, buyer's market. We are not there. And I no, listen, I get it, there. right? So interest rates are get, are getting higher, so the buyers are going to have to slow down and they're going to look at the, you know, like the affordability index of this purchase. But you also have to take in consideration that there is still no inventory. Right. And until the market gives us more supply, then we're still going to be a seller's market. And so I would like people to understand, like when we're creating value and we're having this show about how to create value for yourself, I want you to look in the micro level of the, the transaction, like the individual neighborhood, the individual property, how long it's been on the market. Um, and typically, you know, like what is the transaction history of that property? In the MLS, as realtors, we're able to look at the un- additional information and check and see like how long this property came on the market. <laughs> Did it ever go under under contract? Um, when was it reactivated? Did it go temp? Right? Because these are good indicators of like, you know, the sellability of this property. And more importantly, when the property has been under contract, I always like to see, okay, was it within the five day of attorney review or was it within 20, 30 days? Because now we're looking at maybe the deal fell through because of financing. The deal fell through within the first five days. Maybe it was an inspection issue. I want to know why did it not? Why did it fail inspection? Right, mm-hmm. and be more transparent. Let me know. You know what are the inspection items? And you know what? There's not a lot of inventory, so buyers may look and say, "Well, you know what? It's not a big deal with the repairs. I'll take it. I want it for this price." Right? Mm-hmm. Do you agree? I concur. <laughs> oh, that's your, that's how you're going to add on to today's show. Isn't that show? for the movie with Leonardo DiCaprio? I concur. Do you concur? <laughs> I concur. I concur. Where are we at? Where are we? Are we on number two still? We're still on number two. How do, how do we identify value? That's number one. So are we on number two? <laughs> I love how they're finally looking at my notes. I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm so against this whole, like, note thing. I'm just like, I don't do notes. All right, fine. Let's Stop move on. Is. Let's move on. Producers and everybody, we're moving on to analyzing market indicators. I think, I think she's th- trying to micromanage us. Right? Yeah, You're taking totally. away all my luster. <laughs> You're Mimi and, Mimi, me and Mimi cannot be in cages I know. with scripts. We need to do our jobs. Let us just improv like Second City. All right. You can never survive at Second City. You want to bet? No, Second City is about yes and, and then you're nice to that person. You don't call them Smurfs. You don't talk about their all-state blue color. I came up with, I just come up with things <laughs> randomly. That's called improv. So, for example, I will not say anything about Smurfs or all-state blue color you're celebrating today. I will ask you, when did you decide to become an airline stewardess? <laughs> Analyzing market indicators. So maybe you were talking about some of the things that you look at when you're analyzing a property. Um, what are the, what is the when looking at the average sales price in the area? What is it that you're trying to see? Why are you looking at that specific um, kind of? Why are you looking at that type of stats? Uh, to compare it to the list price mm-hmm. and to see the exact amount of wiggle room we have in the community. 
comparing yeah. list to sale price. Right. And I think it's important because a lot of people miss this, right? When we have a lot of information accessible to us through the multiple listing service, and that's why we're MLS is way better than Zillow and Redfin. I'm sorry. I'm just saying that. I'm calling everybody Preach. Say it. Um, because we have access to this information, you guys. And it's real data. It's real. Correct data. You know it. We can touch it. It exists. We can see it. Um, but the average sales price in a neighborhood, it's it's important because, you know, when you're looking at three different neighborhoods and you're comparing what is more affordable to you, some, some of you are going to be going through with, you know, schools. Obviously, that matters. But if you're looking at an up-and-coming neighborhood and you're like, I want to be the trendsetter in this neighborhood, you're going to look at the average sales price for that month of February or that last month. And you're going to compare it to the other three. And then you're also going to look at year-ago growth, right? Mm -hmm. If the market is growing at 8% versus 6% versus a 5% in the other one, you're going to go with the 8%. But they're all basically, you know, in that 250, some range, I know, for the suburbs. But, you know, in the 350 to 450 in the city. So it's just, you know, when you're working with a realtor, make sure that you're looking at these things, especially if you haven't figured out the location where you like to live. Wow. It's a Carla show today. I'm done. I mean... I'm not the realtor. <laughs> Come on, watching. Mimi. Like, I'm um, scripted list right price now. versus sales here. price ratio. What is it? What does that indicate? What does that indicate? What do you mean? When you're looking at a property and it, and you're looking at the list price versus sales price ratio, how does it affect pricing when we're negotiating? It affects pricing because it tells you with the movement on. Go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> you guys are doing all this That's pilot what do. training and stuff. That's what What's do. going on here? Stewardess pilot. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, Mimi. See, so this is what I have to deal with all the time. It's bendito. like having two kids. Best. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. She si said bendito. She took it there. I'm just saying that there's phone calls coming in. Just so you know, Carla. Go ahead, Mimi. Let's answer a phone no, call. No, go ahead. Finish what you're saying, please. Okay. So I was saying it gives us the wiggle room, right? If we know that a house, if the market usually sells at 92 percent of list price, then we have wiggle room with the price and what to offer the seller. So it's not. It's a science. It's not like it's picked out of the air. There you go. So while. Someone is not doing her job and she's busy typing away. I'll just jump in here and go to. Um, are we jumping straight to like what are like Mimi's most top affordable neighborhoods, or are we still? On well, I want to go back to that list price sales price ratio, um, just because I think it's important for people to understand that. You know, so a neighborhood is going to have a three percent, you know, list price sales price ratio, and so you're going to go in there and right away you're going to offer that three to four percent off a of list price. But you have to understand the market and that specific property, right? Because if the property is underpriced, a lot of agents are doing that now to generate multiple bidding awards. <laughs> you're wasting your time by submitting an offer just because you're like, oh well, you know, Logan Square or X area, Lincoln Park or Lakeview is transacting at a three or two percent list price sales price ratio based on February stats. I mean, it's a bit very bad way to look at it i would always say obviously run your comps right and know the specific market for that individual property i mean and another thing to look at is the inventory right if there is no inventory i mean then you're kind of gonna have to go with if a seller's on the market for less than seven days i'm not going to tell them to take a lower price and there's no inventory on the property i mean it depends who you represent right if you're representing the seller you're representing the buyer exactly exactly did you say we had something no no, you just ignored them. There was like five callers, and you're busy just talking away and ignoring everybody waiting on there's hold. There's a message in your inbox, too, that you I'm, have to look at. No, so I'm there's sorry. nothing this in my inbox. I don't yes, have to there do is No, I'm not even going to read my inbox. inbox. I'm done being scripted. <laughs> I'm no longer being scripted. I'm it's off your script. producer that's I'm trying off. to talk to you. I don't get it. Nobody produces me. I'm a solo act. <laughs> oh, my God. See exactly what he is. He's a solo act. I'm a solo um, act. Okay, fine. Then take it away, Mimi. Let's get to uh, number three, Mimi's get, top get affordable neighborhood. Mimi. 
Get it. So, Mimi's Top Affordable Neighborhoods in the Western Suburbs. Um, if you're looking for Brookfield, um, what is going on? I don't know. Just ignore her. <laughs> I'm right here. Right here. Don't, don't worry about it. Like, okay, just I'm going to talk her. to you, Nick, because yeah, you have a list. me off you have, there. you have a list of three, and I agree with them. So, so yeah, so if we're looking at Brookfield, the average sales price there is about two hundred seventy-six, which give you a mortgage payment of two thousand dollars a month, um, with taxes and insurance included. Um, that's about rent price, so it always makes more sense to buy than rent because then you're just burning your money. Um, there's also uh, loan programs out there where you can get seven percent of your loan amount. Put a thousand dollars down, so everybody. You told can me buy. about that today, and yes. it was it seriously. It's awesome. What's the name of the program? It's the infrastructure loan. Hmm. Hmm. Nick, <laughs> <laughs> Nick, hmm. tell us a little bit more about the. Infra- She's cheating. First of all, why is she's she not cheating? coming here because her husband's a lender, so he might have saw something that I haven't seen yet, and now all of a sudden she's coming. <gasps> you haven't oh seen yet. God, yes. well, oh my God! Yes, oh my God! You. Come on. You haven't seen it. I, I got to do a dance for this. Hey, hey. Hey. Tomorrow I might find it. You're and a little by too Monday, late. And by How Monday, I'll send it to you. And by Monday I have wow. mastered it. That's fine. You're catching me off guard with this one. It's fine. Go I ahead. love it, Means. You've so, made my day. infrastructure loan in Cook County, mm-hmm. it's uh, 7% of the loan amount, $1,000 down, and you can use it to play closing costs or all your down payments. So everybody should be able to buy now. 580 credit score, I believe. And all three of these neighborhoods that you have on your top three in the western suburbs are in Cook County. Yes, Cook County. So you forgot to mention the other two. So we have Berwyn, which um, average sale price there is 226 Monthly mortgage payment there would be about $1,600. Um, and then we also have Lyons, which is in between there. Uh, average sale price is 174000 and your monthly mortgage payment is about uh, 1400 And then we're basing all these payments roughly off of standard tax rates of 1.75, I think roughly is those areas, or maybe 2% in some cases. Right. Um, and interest rates being in the fours, somewhere in the mid-fours. Yes, sir. Off of today's market. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So out of these three, which one's your favorite one? <laughs> so my favorite one is always... From a value perspective, not to so, live in. And but, even on a yeah, return on investment theory, perspective so is um, the ones with the better school districts, right? Okay. That always holds value. Um, but, I mean, other ones have their pluses too, right? The closeness to the city, the uh, how to get around fast, the metro trains. Give and take in all of them. Yeah. But as far as, like, the return on investment and, like, what seems to be the most, the hottest, most affordable neighborhoods, these are the three. Which one out of the three do you think would be the one that is probably the slightly better bang for the buck. I would say... Bang for the buck, not where you would reside or have a better school district. Bang for the buck. Right. I would say Brookfield. Brookfield? Only because your resale value is... Oh, it's... It's stable. ...growing and it's stable and, you know, the school district supports it. All right. There you have that. Carla, you can jump in here any minute now. So we were supposed (laughs) to... I was supposed to do two. Um, Yeah, you keep reading that list. (laughs) Yeah, but I, I did four. So, but not, I'm not going to go through all of them. So I chose Dunning specifically. It's in the area in the north side of Chicago, 
kind of northwest side, and it's a it, it's a it's got a great acquisition uh, price point for entry level. I mean, below three hundred in these areas, it's significantly affordable for most people. If you're looking at the surrounding neighborhoods like Old Irving, um, if you're looking at Albany Park, and of course, if you go further east, you're looking at Roscoe Village. And so, I'm looking at the single family category, right? And the single family category is always going to attract moms and families. Um, so that's why I kind of focus my 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 information on on an area that had under three hundred under three hundred purchase price because we're looking at that you know first time buyer who's got what forty thousand dollars or sixty thousand dollars in income per year so again very affordable neighborhood um, in February the average sales price was two hundred eighty nine seven fifty and the year ago growth was eight percent so this neighborhood's growth is growing at an eight percent rate and you're getting in there with less than three hundred fifty or less than four hundred fifty uh, mind you these stats include properties that are maybe two bedrooms three bedrooms four bedrooms so I just want to encourage you to do your own research and when you're working with the realtor to make sure that they're looking at this information as well um, but you know again go ahead and look at the specific property so that you know you're not saying well Carla said all properties are 289 in this area um, the total properties currently for sale are 96 and the number of properties sold in February was 18 so we're looking at a 96 level of inventory that's very that's kind of high for the area right um, and 18 properties selling um, that's a five month worth of inventory so it's you're not going to be rushed with bidding wars um, because they have five months to get rid of this this type of this type of inventory based on the number of sales so you can you can like rest assured that you're going to get it for a good price. You're not going to have the emotional burden of having to get into a bidding war and paying a premium. Um, and so that's the reason why I chose this property. And then your sales price uh, list price sales price ratio is 95.6 percent. So it's like 4.4 percent of, of of negotiating room or wiggle room, as you like to call it. And I know a lot of clients always ask, "So Carla, what would you pay? What would you ask? Or what would you recommend that we offer?" Well, based on the stats and what happened in February, I would always say, "Well, let's start looking at the 4 percent wiggle room." Um, but again, look at the, the individual property. Make sure that you're not like lowballing a client, and the property was underpriced or is competitively priced. Um, and so, for the other three that I do have, uh, I want to go ahead and say Albany Park. Or Mosa, and also South Humble Park. We're seeing a lot of growth and great acquisition levels, or affordable acquisition levels. So I want to say that if you want to get that information from me, you should inbox me, email me, or you can call me directly at 312-498-8473, and I'd love to share this information with you. Nick? Taking into consideration all the stuff we're talking about is all about saving money, getting the best return on investment to whole nine yards. There is no secret. I know we touched on it in the beginning of the show, and I didn't want to just jump in the middle of the fun part of actual real estate buying. There's two different There's three different things going on here. You have to keep an eye on where the best investment is, mm-hmm. first and foremost. Um, where can you get the biggest bang for your buck from an appreciation standpoint, uh, from a cost of living standpoint, the whole nine yards. Uh, some places are higher for insurance on a regular right. basis than other places, depending mm-hmm. on where you're located. Um, and then we touched on interest rates. But interest rates, you know, we keep touching on them from a mortgage perspective. Oh, your payment to qualify, your payment to qualify. So sure, if you're one of those people that were dependent and qualifying all the way to the maximum debt-to-income ratio, some lenders will only go up to 45%, some lenders will go up to 50%, some lenders even have programs to 55%, which we're not going to go into. That's a whole other show for a different day. But it's not just about qualifying for your mortgage. What you have to understand is mortgage rates are going up. There's no Not only mortgage rates are going up, when the Fed's announced that rates are going up, they go up across the board. So it's not just fitting in to your mortgage payment and hurry up, get in there before rates get too high for the mortgage. You have to wonder now, 
is my car getting old? Am I getting to buy another car? Am I going to have 0% financing down the road? Or am I going to have higher rates on a car like interest rate? Mm-hmm. Is the insurance premium on these things going to go up? There's a lot of other factors. When, you t- when you're talking about rates, we in this room think of one rate in particular because it's involved with our product. But rates are all over the place. I mean, they're on financing furniture, financing cars, financing everything. So with the Fed's annou- announcement of, you know, holding steady for the most part, but a, a projected forecast of raising them slowly... You have to worry that if you wait too long, not only will the house start to slip away, but what other payments are going to be increased versus taking care of the stuff right now. Make sense? It makes sense. Okay, and, cool. And while you're talking about that, like, seriously, Lisa, I know that a lot of people always say, well, my insurance premium always goes up every year. What are some indicators or ways that, you know, like, that people can actually save on insurance? But more importantly, do rates actually, do? does the policy always increase? Not always. So a lot of people say that because they get their mortgage bill and their mortgage bill increased. Or their taxes, property taxes increase, right? So we're like, So that's the bottom line. It's finding out, okay, exactly what did increase. And when you look at the, um, you know, it's interesting listening to uh, how sale prices and things come up. Because when you call us for insurance, we're not looking at the sales price per se. We're not going to insure your house because you bought it for $250. doesn't mean it should be insured for $250. The bottom line is... You want to get a replacement cost policy, a policy that's going to rebuild your home like, kind, and quality. So, so that's what we take a look at. So I'm sorry to cut you off, but like it's like it's the tip of my tongue. If I bought a house for 250 and got an amazing deal because Mimi sold it to me, not Carla. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. But it's worth 350 and you know, and I don't mean worth 350 on the market, but it costs 350 to rebuild this house. Right. You telling me I should be insured at 350 Yeah. That's a big mistake a lot of people don't make. Exactly. I mean, you think about it. Especially like, in the luxury market right now. Because mm-hmm. western suburbs, you touched on some, but you start going a little bit further west. Burridge, oh, yeah. Oak Brook, Hinsdale. LaGrange. There's a lot of great deals. West You're talking like $2.5 million cost of constructions mm-hmm. that are going for like 1.3, 1.4. It's laughable. Right. So, well, go ahead, even sorry. in the city, you know, I, I think a lot about the Greystones, especially when you're looking at Hermosa, you're looking at uh, South Humble Park area beautiful structures and you can buy them cheap but you're not going to rebuild it Uh and that's the bottom line we look at what's it going to cost to rebuild your home if the worst thing happens and that's something that you did have a conversation with me about because when i bought the property obviously it's a flip so my acquisition cost was like really low and i was like yeah i want a premium for this amount you're like no (laughs) you want the after repair value because that's going to be the end use so a lot of people don't realize that so i really recommend that you contact lisa i mean not only is she always on the spot she responds right away and she's got a great and amazing team i want to do a shout out to Esmeralda, I don't know where she ran off to, but she's in the studio and, um, you know, it does make sense for people to guide you through this process because even myself as an expert doing this for clients all the time, I'm always like, okay, um, so where do I send the payment? You know, like, right. just get this task off my desk. Well, we, we're inundated with just give me the cheapest coverage possible. Yeah. I mean, everything's about cheap, Saving cheap, money. cheap, 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 and it's like you're not paying attention to something that important. Right, because it's going to cost you a lot more. Right. Well, so it's not her. that I'm cheap. I don't like that word cheap or I'm trying to be cheap because well, I want affordability. We, we're going well, with the cheap mindset the to save you money. You want quality coverage at the, at the best price. Right. So there's a lot of things that can tie into it. And you had asked me about that. So, for example, when you're buying a property that needs to be, um, you know, there's repairs. You do get a discount for putting on a new roof. You do get a discount for new plumbing, electrical. So all of those things help bring your costs down. So when you purchase a property, that may not be the case, mm-hmm. but you're working on it and you're doing all these things. And then we can endorse the policy to give you credit. Um, for those things that you've done. 
And, and it's really people don't understand like how you structure the the loan for. I mean, I'm sorry, the the insurance coverage for them. So, what are and, and that takes us to number. Oh, uh, sorry, we're five. Lisa's final advice on how to save on home insurance. Like, what are well, some things or some items? Can I answer, can I get a question answered for me, please? No. Yeah. The nitro question. Are you still here? You're like zooming right through, and we haven't even gotten the answers to our nitro question. Wait, I have a question too, because as ahead. far as like insurance policies, like how that affects payment to the mortgage mm-hmm. and keeping their debt to income down. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to be a little more affordable than. Say going that part over. again. Sorry, because like. <laughs> Well, yeah. your co-pilot, your pilot, my co-pilot was there, acting yeah. up. Mm-hmm. So say that, and, and say that's that question again. Saying understanding the client's uh, situation, she, she so it. getting to know, you know, when you start working with me, Nick, you're gonna feel all this that I'm talking. See, about. I love it. She called <laughs> you From out. From what I understand, my office is working with you. Why are you blaming <laughs> that's me? True, that's true. Lisa, you're, you're blaming me. Like I'm the one that's. I'm not. Nick does like work. Okay, Nick. Worker. Oh, okay, your Wait, people. Worker. Your That's people, Nick, know this. Your, your people. <laughs> Teach my people. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, getting to know the client's situation, right? Because there is, as you stated. Um, so there's things to look at with the customer and talking about that. And there may be, you know, you may have to take a higher deductible mm-hmm. uh, in order to bring your uh, monthly cost down. That's kind of scary, though. I go down. Deductible. It is I, scary. I, 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 like, I always play with higher deductibles. But wait, so I'm this always is personal. Like, even when you're going through, you know, obviously you know that I, we're going to sell this property in three to six months or hopefully three. Um, so would you recommend a high deductible? I mean, it's kind of high risk, but it's it, only it short depend- term. Right. It depends on the situation and how and the comfort level. And the, I always go myself with, you know, high deductible. <laughs> Whoa. Well, um, Speaking of situations, we want to get back to the Nitro question, and we want to hear some situations you've been, in case you forgot the Nitro question. We have to get to it. But she didn't give us the other three things that are going to save us. Oh, there was three things we were waiting on? <laughs> she was going to give her her top... Um, we'll we'll ap- do it after the Nitro, oh. I guess. The, the I Nitro thought, question, according to the video. You know what? All this... You know what? I'm I'm retiring. Go ahead. No, okay, okay. <laughs> all right. I'll finish. I'll finish. Was that the a snort? Was that a snort? <laughs> hold on. Pause the air. We're gonna rewind, edit that. We're gonna blow that up on the next promo. That was a freaking Smurfy snort. Snorty Smurf. Stop calling snort, me a Smurf. Snorty Snorty <laughs> Smurf. That was a snort. Lisa. We're so Sorry. professional and unprofessional on this side. <laughs> I just want you to know that he is nowhere a reflection. <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go Give ahead. us your, your... All right. So my top ways to save on insurance. Um, From the boss lady who has two offices. Yes, guys. boss lady with two offices. Um, seriously, though, one thing I really think is important is to sit down with the agent and find out what discounts are available. I love the fact that many millennials love green, right? They're green everything. Well, if you go green on your policies, there's money to be saved. When you bundle policies, there's money to be saved. Um E-policy, e-bill, all of that's electronic. You save money. Um, I talked about protective device as well. Uh, with protective device, if you had an alarm system, if you had deadbolt locks, fire extinguisher, these are all ways that you can save money. So we go down the line with our customers and go over all the different ways that you can cut the cost on your insurance and show them if you took all of these and, and implemented all of these discounts, this is the amount that you would save. And then go from there, because some people aren't comfortable with that. Um, But we try to make sure that we give you the best coverage at the best rate. That I'm, I'm seriously writing this down because a lot of, like, you know, so we can better advise our you clients. Can, Sometimes you don't know. You can, like you you do can rewind that. the show, too. 
Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. You can go through the tabs. You can pay it. You don't have to. I can through the tabs. Yeah, you can go through the tabs. You can fast forward the YouTube. I can guarantee you'll be able to find the show again. Well, the other thing too is you know renovated home discount because a lot of times we're buying a property and we're making repairs to it, or putting in a new roof, doing the plumbing, the electrical. Yeah, I want to make sure that I get these things. So that's why every year we call our customers to get updates and find out what's going on in your life because life changes and what have you done to your property to make sure that you're properly insured and you're getting all the discounts you should be getting. Yeah, Nick, do you call your clients a year <laughs> later to find out how they're no, doing? But I, think, I think a lot of people do go through some heavy renovations and forget to like yeah, bring do. it yeah. up or like I heard of somebody doing a whole addition. Yes. Oops. And my gosh, you, you do really an addition want to tell for like, your agent. You do an addition for 1,000 square feet and you yeah. forget to mention it. That's not going to be No, done. not at all. And then also, right, these are good features to add into a new property that you're going to resale um, because the end user is going to be saving and it's going to be affordable for them to carry, carry the cost on a monthly basis. Wait, so I kind of cheated uh, and I called Nick Yassin and he gave me these numbers um, for this <laughs> property because going back to my affordable neighborhood, seriously, I'm super excited about this neighborhood because I just did the work for this show, but got great findings here. He gave me the whole deal on this whole loan program with 1%. He said it was 1% or what was it? 2890 what was it? 1% of the purchase price or $1000 whichever Over is less lower. is what you're going to use for down payment. So this is amazing. In this specific area of a 289,750, so say 290 purchase price on a 290 purchase price your payment will be about $2000. I mean, for a single family, $2,000 a month on a, and we ran it against a $5,000 average tax price. I don't know what he did for interest rate, but $2,000 versus renting, I mean, a three bedroom single family house in these neighborhoods, you're not going to find anything for less than $2,000. So thank you, Nick, for running these numbers. And I love this program. Remember, down payment is 1% of the purchase price or $1,000. Love it. Wait. That's awesome. Lots of information so today. We're going to get you guys all to buy. Are we going to get to this nitro question answer? Yes, go to like, your nitro I, question. I'm, I'm feeling like it's just been forgotten. The nitro question segment is clearly being lost in the program, which means I'm out of a job. <laughs> <laughs> I was the nitro so man. dramatic. I was the nitro man, but nitro. apparently it's not important anymore. So <laughs> You only came to the show. Nitro the blew nitro. up. I'm only here for, I'm just going to get a t-shirt. I'm just here for the nitro question. <laughs> The so the question, was good, though. The, the question was, give us some of the, give us one of, or if you want to give us two, but one at least of the most insane things you've ever been requested to insure or do an insurance policy of whatever sort, whether it was cars, homes, life, family, I don't know, anything that you can remember where you're just like, am I hearing this right? And then you had to keep a stone cold face <laughs> and not tell the person on the other line, this is a little absurd. <laughs> Go ahead, give it to us. All right. I've had a couple, um, but I think the most, it kind of knocked me off my chair. And I'm like, oh, what? What did you say? Um, a customer called in. She wanted to make a change on her life insurance policy, which all of us need life. And she wanted to name her dog as the beneficiary. <laughs> Wait, what? Her dog. Her dog. She loves her dog. I love my dog. So something happened to her dog got all the money. Yes. But if you named the dog Carlamina, would that come? Oh, <laughs> you, that was wide open. Oh, boy. Let her go back. Go ahead. So what do you say? What do you say when so do you have to break in the news that the dog can't cash the check or like, how does that all work? Wait, I no, mean, there's a trust and an estate for the dog. Wait, <laughs> dog I'm getting the there, check. people. Go ahead. Look, go ahead. She's just jumping, right? Right. Like, like. <laughs> 
So, you know, first, you know, wow, that's 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 wonderful. You must really love your dog. Tell me about your dog. You know, so mm-hmm. I, she told me about her dog. Tell and I about. said, well, the best thing what for you to do. It was Who cares? <laughs> Tell us the story. It please. was a beautiful great day. Oh, oh those wow, are some nice great nice dog. Nice, nice dog. dog. Rich dog. Yes, it's a rich this dog is rich. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um and I told her, I said, that's wonderful, but someone needs to care for the dog. So do you have a loved one, a family member that you would trust to care for your dog and create a plan on how you want these funds? Wait, wait, you were still laughing. professional at all this? Because yes. I would have died. Yes. <laughs> she cares about her dog. I'd have been like, are you crazy? Oh, my God. I'm not putting your dog as a beneficiary. <laughs> you found a way to be like white velvet glove around this whole situation. You're good, girl. I'll give you that. That is insane. I love it though. That's cute. So, yeah, I guess that was, you gotta I love think, someone. One of the crazy ones. Yeah. Something. That's a dog. Cool. Ooh. <laughs> we had more than one nitro question. We're gonna go to our political room with Mimi Luna. <laughs> you had a nitro question. The the elections were here. Could you please repeat? The elections were here. <laughs> I wanted to know what you thought of them or what were you most curious about in watching the uh, nice. the turn or the results of the election. Uh, well, actually, when you went to vote, I got, was kind of caught off guard when they asked about, you know, the legalization of marijuana in mm-hmm. Cook County. So that was kind of like odd, I thought. Oh, I didn't. I wasn't. You didn't the, vote. I didn't vote. <laughs> you didn't do your, I, you know, <gasps> I didn't put any voting duty. into Crook County this year. Um, <laughs> Stop it. So I'm moving to page. Just saying. Just saying. I'm moving to page. Bye bye, Crook. On to the page. So, the people have spoken, and, and the people of Cook County, sorry, Mr. DuPage resident. It's all good. I'm still here, technically. <laughs> <laughs> the, they they would allow it, I guess, to be on. To Marijuana? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's a hot topic across the country right now. Hot topic. I mean, everyone else is already legalizing it, and then the more you keep reading about it, it helps a lot of sick people. It does. I mean, I don't... Give them anything that helps them, so... I'm totally for it, whatever. I don't even smoke, but I'm for it. I'm ready to sell some space, commercial spaces for dispensaries or whatever. There you go. It's always making money. Hustle. <laughs> Are you happy now? You did your Nitro question. <laughs> wow. I'm signing out. I know. Um, no, no, I'm not. I'm just it saying. is actually time. Is it really? Yes. You kidding me? <laughs> You've had so much fun today. I, you know what? Next time you throw a script in front of me, I'm going to just... I didn't do this, I'm actually. Not, your team no, did it. My team is getting off. Y'all team? getting fired. <laughs> I Have love you how your team works for Carla. Right? I love how they work for Carla. Yeah. You know? I wish they worked for Carla, actually. <laughs> I wish you'd pay for them. <laughs> 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 well, as you all know, we are absolutely nobody without our sponsors, and we want to thank Mike Radnick and Carmen Carbonara of Stewart Title, Tamika Scott with Money Matters Financial Peace. Denise Edenhofer with Fidelity National Home Warranty, Joanna Diaz with Credit Rx, and of course, our guest in the studio today, Lisa Husino of Allstate Insurance. Boss lady with multiple locations, not just one. Who you can call, by the way, once again, 312-850-0775. Again, that's 312-850-0775. This show, along with all our shows, um, regardless of what Carla is wearing, will be on all our social media outlets, whether you watch it live today or you want to go and watch it cataloged on YouTube. Uh, Market Overdrive is on YouTube, Facebook forward slash Market Overdrive. It is not going to be on Twitter, but you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and you can go to the WGN Radio Plus website, and the podcast will be up. If you just want to download the podcast whenever it happens and you could listen to it whenever you have time, go to iTunes and subscribe to Market Overdrive on iTunes, and you can follow us there as well. Other than that, 
I want to thank all my homies in the stadium. We're going to make this a stadium because it was like arena day. We had like a bunch of people around us. Your homies? I'm my your homies. homie. You are definitely not my homie. Um, you're my little homie. My little <laughs> blue homie. <laughs> I want to thank you all for being here today. We will be back again next Thursday, one week from today, one week in just short of an hour at 5.30 p.m. next week. We'll probably have another great guest with another great topic and another great outfit in blue. You never pick on Mimi. Because she's awesome. Have a great week. (laughs) 